Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome everyone to this special Thanksgiving edition of the Media Channels podcast. This week's podcast will be in a different format than usual as I will go back into the archives of Thanksgiving. Stay tuned. This is Media Channels, a multimedia corp production, bringing you information about the latest media trends, helpful tutorials, and commentary on the digital world around you. Good afternoon. My name is Stuart Rathjee, hosting episode number 12 of this Media Channels podcast on the 5th of October, 2018. Now, my original plan for this podcast was to read a public domain short story about Thanksgiving. But after hours of searching for something that it was both short enough and that was in the public domain, I had ended in failure, unfortunately. So instead, I've decided to come back or go back into history, rather, and find out a little bit more about Thanksgiving and find some interesting tidbits about it as well. So, of course, let's start out with a joke. Why did the turkey cross the road? I don't know. It was Thanksgiving Day, and he wanted people to think that he was a chicken. Anyways, to get to something a little bit more serious here, let's talk about the origins of Thanksgiving and... There are a few different conflicting stories about Thanksgiving that I found. Uh, There was actually exclusively a Canadian version as well that dated back to the 15th century. And there's also the U.S. version, obviously, that was taught in the schools. But instead, I decided to focus on one of the key characters surrounding Thanksgiving rather than the event itself. And that character's name is Squanto. Now, Squanto... He does have his roots in the Thanksgiving tradition in North America. Uh, Squanto was from the Patuxet, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Patuxet tribe, which resided in modern-day New England England area. Now, Squanto, he was kidnapped by an English explorer named Thomas Hunt. And Squanto, after he was kidnapped, he was then taught English, and he was to be used as an interpreter between the two languages. So Thomas Hunt, after having taught him, uh, now being useful to his agenda, decided to bring him to Spain and then sold him into slavery. What happened next was actually quite incredible because when Thomas went to sell 
Squanto into the slave trade, it turns out that the Franciscan friars saw the situation that Squanto was in and decided to purchase him for himself over what the other slave owners were offering. So immediately after purchasing Squanto, the Franciscans decided to set him free as they were compassionate. So Squanto, being extremely grateful for his turn of fortune, decided to stay with the friars, and in turn, they taught him the Catholic faith and baptized him. Now, in 1619, he returned to his birthplace to find out that his tribe had been wiped out by smallpox, unfortunately. So he was the last of his tribe, and not even one year later, in 1620, when the pilgrims landed in America, that's when Squanto first met the pilgrims. The pilgrims, they were wholly unprepared for the climate, and they had little food with them. So Squanto being the perfect, I'm not going to say perfect, but he was a fairly good and respected uh, native, and he had the English skills that he needed to be able to talk to the pilgrims. So he reached out to help the new pilgrims because of the English, obviously, and he also knew how to grow the crops in the area because the land was a lot different than it was back in Europe, so they needed some instruction on what types of crops to grow and how to grow them. Um, After he had taught them how to grow the crops, they had a fruitful year, and after that one-year period of successful interactions between the English colonists and the Native Americans, they held a three-day celebration called the Fall Harvest, and this took place between the colonists and the Wampanoag tribe at the time. Um, Squanto, he was instrumental in the peace between the two cultures, and because of this, this is where we get Thanksgiving from. And in, in doing my research as well, I also stumbled upon an article that mentioned that he was actually kidnapped a second time after he had gone back to his his birthplace. And what the colonists did, because they're so thankful for what he had done for them, the colonists went out and rescued him so that he wouldn't be sold back into slavery. Unfortunately, Squanto, uh, two years later, he fell ill and died. And because of Squanto's contribution, we know today we owe him basically a tribute to Thanksgiving, even though he wasn't the sole person to basically bring it to the table. But without him, there would be no Thanksgiving uh, because there's a good chance that the colonists at the time probably would have starved to death. Some other interesting things I found out about Thanksgiving in my research. I I managed to find a digital copy of the theater magazine and this was circa 1926. Now, believe it or not, this single edition of the magazine spanned 400 pages long, and the whole 400 pages was there, and there was there was a lot of ads in this magazine. One of the interesting ads that I found, however, was an ad for Camel Cigarettes in this magazine. So the ad itself was actually written specifically for Thanksgiving. It was a whole page ad. And let me tell you, this is not an advertisement, okay? I'm not trying to sponsor Camel Cigarettes. I don't smoke. But I found that the ad was interesting because it was geared towards Thanksgiving. So I'm going to show you the ad. 
The name of the ad is When the Thanksgiving Feast is Spread and Gay Friends Gather, When You're Joyously Thankful for Another Year of Health and Plenty. Have a camel. When it's Thanksgiving and your chosen friends are enjoying the good things of earth, as you are rejoicing over another year of health and good fortune, have a camel. For no other cigarette ever gave so much added enjoyment to a Thanksgiving feast. No other was ever so welcome to your friends. Millions of experienced smokers are thankful each day for camels. This distinctive cigarette brought the world a new measure of smoking satisfaction and contentment. For camels never tire the taste or leave a cigarette aftertaste. Before camel, it was impossible to get every good feature in one cigarette, no matter how much smokers were willing to pay. So choice tobaccos were never before blended as they are in camels. The makers of the camel set out to blend the world's finest cigarette regardless of price. And they succeeded. So this festive day with your thanks for the good year that is gone with the hope for the better days to come. Send up the fragrant smoke that is loved by millions. On Thanksgiving Day, have the best that's made. Have a camel. And then there were two little captions under the pictures. Camel represents a sediment in cigarette quality. The choices of Turkish and domestic tobaccos are blended into camels by... And unfortunately, I can't quite read it because it's a little bit blurry, but it sounds like it's being blended in the fi finest French cigarette paper and is made especially for them. No other cigarette is like camels. They are the overwhelming choice of experienced smokers, apparently. This ad was interesting because it was not only just a, sh a short buy-me-now type ad, but it went through the trouble of actually painting a scenario for the would-be purchaser. So uh, it's a particularly interesting ad. I mean, ads today are very short and simple, and you don't get that sort of quality with them. Uh, and some other interesting historical information about Thanksgiving that I managed to find on the Internet obviously, is that in Canada, the first official Thanksgiving holiday was done by proclamation by Vincent Massey, who was the governor general at the time, in 1957, and that Thanksgiving was originally celebrated as a holiday on a different day each year, which can be traced back to the fourth parliament of Canada in 1879. Now, I looked and looked and looked, and I couldn't find the actual text, but this is the research that I found my, was saying that it was 1879. Uh, and yeah, it was on a different day each year. So I'm going to read the actual pro proclamation. February 27th, 1957, the Canada Gazette, Part 2, Volume 91, titled Thanksgiving Day, Proclaimed for Observance. Vincent Massey... Elizabeth II, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom, Canada, and her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. To all to, all to whom these presents shall come, or whom the same, the same may anywise concern. Greeting. A proclamation. F.P. Varco, Deputy Attorney General of Canada. Whereas it has pleased Almighty God and His great goodness to vouchsafe many blessings throughout the years to the people of Canada. We therefore, considering that these blessings vouchsafe to the people of Canada, do call for a solemn and public acknowledgement that thought fit, by and with the advice of the 
of our pride, Privy Council of Canada, to appoint the second Monday in October in each and every year as a day of general thanksgiving. And we do hereby appoint the second Monday in October in the year of the Lord, 1,957, and each year thereafter as a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the blessings with which the people of Canada have been favored. And we do thereby hereby invite all our people of Canada to observe the said day each year as a day of general thanksgiving. In testimony whereof, we have caused these our letters to be made patent and the great seal of Canada to be hereunto affixed. Witness, our right trusty and well-beloved counselor, Vincent Massey, member of our Order of the Companions of Honor, Governor-General and the Commander-in-Chief of Canada. At our government house in our city of Ottawa, this 31st day of January in the year of our Lord, 1957, and in the fifth year of our reign. By command, C. Stein, under the Secretary of State, God save the Queen. I also have this letter of John A. MacDonald from his staff requesting the day off at Thanksgiving. And the letter reads, I'm going to bring it up on the screen, Ottawa, the 6th November, 1889. Dear Sir John MacDonald, Tomorrow being Thanksgiving Day, as you know, the staff requests me to ask you to be good enough to allow the office to be closed. Yours truly, and I can't quite read the name, and this looks like a clerk to the Privy Council. Some other things I found out about Thanksgiving was a particularly interesting uh, short story or documentary uh, from 1951. I found it on the Internet Archive. It's called The Day of Thanksgiving. So I'm going to pull up this film. It's about 10 minutes long, maybe a little less. been trying to read, but I just can't seem to do it. I keep thinking about today, Thanksgiving Day. We Johnsons had a good Thanksgiving, the best we've ever had. And I can't help thinking that what made it better was a feeling, a real feeling of thankfulness. And that's odd, too, when you consider the shape things were in when I got home from work yesterday. Kids, Dick and Tommy and Susan, were all home from school. And, of course, Mother and the baby were there. As kids will, mine were living tomorrow right along with today, looking forward to Thanksgiving. And like most men, I'm glad it was Mother instead of me who had to break the news to them. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Mmm, turkey and dressing and pie and cake. And fruit salad and whipped cream and cranberries. Gee, I can hardly wait. Me too. Well, you know, children, we've had a lot of expenses this month, and, well, your father and I thought that... Well, the truth of the matter is, there just won't be any turkey this year. No turkey for Thanksgiving? 
Oh, I'm going to make a pumpkin pie. We'll have plenty to eat, but, well, we'll just have to get along without turkey. Mom, you don't mean it. It won't be Thanksgiving at all. Even the pilgrims had a feast. After all, isn't that what Thanksgiving's for? I don't think it's fair. And it was right there that I came in, right in the thick of it. Hello, everybody. Hi, Paul. Hello, Mother, Dick, Susan. Well, what's been going on around here? What's the matter with everybody, anyway? Mom says we're not going to have any Thanksgiving. No turkey, no good thing. A fat lot we're going to have to be thankful for. Oh, I don't think you kids really mean that. We do, too. We've always had turkey for Thanksgiving. Yes, and everybody else in the block's going to have it this year. Same as always. Yes, we've always had turkey, just as a lot of Americans have had it, and we'll keep on having it. Turkey on Thanksgiving is a great American tradition. But what you kids are saying makes it sound as if the turkey is the only thing we had to be thankful for. Well, gee whiz, no, Dad. It's not that at all. Oh, I know, Dick. With turkey, it's easy to lose sight of what Thanksgiving really means. And don't think we're just making excuses, because we don't have any turkey this year. We... Well, we know it'll mean a lot more to us the next time we do have it. Well, sure. Suppose we don't have a bang-up feast. We're still a lot better off than the pilgrims. That's it, Dick. Now, do you other kids see what Dick's trying to say? Turkey or no turkey, we've still got all the freedoms and privileges the pilgrims gave us. And out of those privileges have come a lot of things. Things the pilgrims never even dreamed of. Why, we could make a list a mile long. Why don't we do it? But now, hold on a minute. You've got the idea, but it isn't something you can write down like, well, like a grocery list. You've got to feel it down deep before you can really be thankful for anything. I'll tell you what let's do. And let's take a little more time to think this over. When you get right down to it, there are some pretty tough decisions in making up your mind what means the most to you. Your life? Sure, that's one thing you can't get along without. But do you know that there are some places in the world today well, you have to get along without just about everything else. Golly, Daddy. I guess I kind of got carried away. But I'll bet you one thing. If we really think over what we have to be thankful for, when we sit down to whatever Mother fixes to eat tomorrow, we'll be one family in America that will really have a Thanksgiving dinner. Well, that's how it got started. The Johnsons didn't have any turkey. And the kids... No, I mean everybody likes to make something special out of a special day. So we fell back on something as old as the pilgrims, toting up the common, ordinary blessings that we had to be thankful for. That night, I'd see Dick there building his model airplane and Susan just playing. Only they weren't just playing. They were mulling things over, thinking big thoughts for such young heads. And as for Mother and Tom and baby Janet, and yes, me too. It was as if we had our eyes open for the first time. Things there were appreciate in just any ordinary day in America. When we took our places around the table and we were ready. And then, well, we all knew it. There are some things you just can't say. But everybody in his own way knew what he had to be thankful for. And that this was the time to think about it. Tom was first. 
am thankful for getting plenty to eat all the time, with extras that count, like cookies and milk after school. Like Mom says, I'm hungry all the time anyway, and if I didn't live in a country where there was plenty to go around, golly! And I'm thankful for the free public library, where I can get books about adventure. Jack London, Richard Halliburton. Gee, the way they tell a story is as good as being there yourself. And it's free, with only a library card. Yes, Tommy thought about some of the things he ought to be glad for all the time. And somehow, turkey and trimming seemed to matter a whole lot less than he thought they did yesterday. Well, then it was Susan's turn. Susan's a happy-go-lucky kid. You'd never credit her with thinking beyond her dolls. But she got right into the spirit of it. I am thankful we have what we need to wear. Though Mother says it's hard to keep up with us, we grow so fast. I never thought before how many clothes it takes for all kinds of weather, or how it would be to have to do without the right ones. I'm glad to be able to go to Sunday school, or go to any church I want, any Sunday. I'm thankful for my mother and daddy, that they are here with us that both of them aren't too worried about things to take time to have fun with us. I'm glad we're a family, that families are still important in America. I guess Dick, being the oldest, was having some pretty serious thoughts. I am thankful for being able to get an education, for living where schools, all schools, open their doors to a guy who wants to learn, where school books are studied instead of burned, where a guy is rated by how much he knows, and the community is rated by how well it teaches him. I'm glad I've got a chance to play, batting a ball around once in a while. Stuff like that. I'm glad it's fun, growing up in America. Sure, baby Janet's too young to understand the big word, Thanksgiving. She's too little even to tell us the things that make her happy. But we can tell. And maybe she's thinking about them now. Maybe she's thinking about the fun of splashing around in the tub and about how good it feels to be clean. About playtime with mother and the security she feels in mother's arms. And as for mother, seems she's always working, cooking, ironing, tending children, daylight to dark. What does she have to be thankful for? I am thankful that my children had the privilege of being born safely and of growing up healthy and strong. I'm thankful that I have the privilege of guiding them as they become useful men and women. And I'm thankful for all the things our American system makes possible for the Smiths and the Browns and the Johnsons, for washing machines, hot water out of a tap, and a telephone to call the doctor when one of the family is sick. A car to get Dad to work. Yes, I'm thankful for all the things free people working together can produce. I'm thankful that when my neighbor drops in to borrow a cup of flour, we've got the right to talk about anything we want to. The parent-teacher project, the new mayor, or, or Jane Jones' hat. And last of all, I'm truly thankful for the peace of mind that Dad's job brings.
for knowing that even though there are lots of luxuries we can't afford, there still will always be enough to go around for the things we have to have. I'm glad Dad doesn't work slave hours, that there are evenings and Sundays and vacations when we can all be together. That's Mother for you, grateful for what America means to her family. And now for me. I've got so many things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for this house. It may need a coat of paint, it has a mortgage, but it's ours, a place where we can be together in privacy. And I'm thankful for the thing that makes this house our home, the happiness here, not just today or on Christmas morning, but on a day-to-day -day basis all through the year. For knowing that a knock on our door means nothing to fear. A friend calling, or maybe a bill collector, or a kid selling magazines. You never know what to expect. But you can count on one thing. It's not going to be some political gangster coming to drag one of us off to jail because we believe in freedom. And I'm glad that that freedom we've got lets me choose the kind of work I like and can do best. Taking a sluggish motor and making it hum again makes me feel that somebody got to his work or wherever he had to go just because of me. And feeling like that gives me a lot of satisfaction. And I'm thankful for my newspaper. Just a few cents worth of printer's ink and paper, but more valuable than any amount of money. Because in it, the editor's got the privilege of printing what he thinks. And I've got the privilege of agreeing with him or not, however the facts strike me. And both of us, the editor and I, have the right to act on our opinions on election day, to vote for the principles we believe in. And finally, I'm thankful for being able to believe, in spite of everything, that somehow, someway, the unity we've got here in the Johnson family will someday spread to men and nations throughout the world. For all these things, we are truly and humbly thankful. Amen. And of course, what would Thanksgiving be if there wasn't a good couple jokes to go along with it? So the first joke is, what is the most musical part of a turkey? Okay, you can answer in the comments, and I'll tell you at the end. And the second joke is, how is a turkey like a couch? Okay, so put your answer in the comments, and I'll reveal it at the end of the podcast. Now that I got my dad jokes out of the way, I'm going to read you a short tale on Thanksgiving called The Thanksgiving Story. A Thanksgiving story with all the trimmings. You get to decide if the story is either fact or fiction. Once upon a time, there lived a mother with her two daughters... Now Thanksgiving was coming up in a couple of days and they had not prepared a thing yet. Their papa had not been around lately due to them due to him being out of town. In desperation, the mother said, "Girls, can you go to the local farmers market and request a turkey so that we may have some for Thanksgiving? Here is some coins." "Sure thing," said the girls as they were already bored and wanted to get outside. They rushed out the door before their mom could get in another word and they jumped on their bikes and headed to the market. 
Their mother yelled down the street, paved with cobblestone, How will you get it home? But the girls were already long gone. Once the girls arrived at the market, they wandered around, more interested in the candy and dried fruit treats than what they actually came for. One of the attendants came up to the girls and asked if they needed any help. The girls replied, We're supposed to be getting a turkey for Thanksgiving, but we don't know what to get. So the attendant led them over to where the freshly slaughtered turkeys were. Here you go, girls. I recommend you get one of these turkeys, as it tastes better and the entrails and feathers have already been removed and cleaned. The attendant mumbled to himself about his fiancé, how he sh she should be cooking for him a turkey for Thanksgiving. The girl shrugged and went off to pay for the turkey and some of the dried fruit and candy they picked out. Another attendant looked sternly at the girls and said, Are you going to pay for that? How will you get this turkey home? It looks much too heavy for you. The girls, not realizing the simple fact, looked intently at the cashier and quietly said, We came on our bikes. The attendant took the girls' coins and said, Go over to those boxes over there and get yourself some string so that you can tie up the turkey. The girls went outside to try to put the turkey on their bikes so that they could get it home. They didn't quite know how they would secure it, but eventually the girls decided that they would tie it to the seat of one of the bikes and then take turns pushing it. Unfortunately, the girls didn't have pockets on their dresses so that they might put their dried fruit and candy into. The girls said to themselves, I know, let's put the candy inside the turkey. It will stay safe in there. The girls proceeded and started to make their way home. At about halfway home, they came to a part of the road where there was a large bump. The bike hit the bump with a loud clang. Part of the string broke securing the, that was securing the turkey and it fell straight to the ground. The turkey started to drag behind the bike on the ground and the girls yelled, Mom is going to be so angry with us. The turkey is all dirty and has been in the mud. The girls then plotted to themselves, let's just wipe it off before we get home. She will never know. An old man that was walking down the street saw all the commotion and yelled, kids these days. The girls began to hurry home quickly at that point. Once the girls got home, their mom yelled at them, what in the name were you girls thinking? How on earth did you manage to get this turkey here? The girls replied, the attendant at the market gave us some string. The mom shaking her head said, Next time, don't bike off so quickly. By this time, the kids had forgotten that they put their candy inside the turkey and went to go play with their dolls. That's when little Jimmy came along, and being the menace that he was, he saw the turkey on the counter and started to hit it and play it like it was a set of drums. Boom, ba 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 Unknown to him, the fresh candy was still inside. And in his excitement, his actions ended up pushing the candy further in and squishing it inside the turkey. Jimmy, yelled her mom. Get out of here. You're causing trouble. Jimmy ran out of the kitchen. The kid's mother was still flustered at the scene and quickly washed the outside of the turkey. She did not think to look inside of the turkey as the innards had already been prepared by the market. Their mom began to stuff and prepare the turkey, wrapped it and marinated it in her special cranberry sauce, and then put it in the fridge to be ready for cooking on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving morning, Everyone was up earlier than normal, and Papa had just come home, and everyone was excited for the Thanksgiving meal. Mother went into the fridge and put the turkey in the fire-based stove to be cooked. After nearly a day of cooking and basting of the turkey, it was smelling quite delicious. 
In fact, much more sweet smelling than previous years. After Papa started carving the turkey for the meal, he noticed something a little bit odd about the turkey, especially how the stuffing smelled. Reaching in with a spoon to get the stuffing out, he noticed that the stuffing wasn't moist like it normally was, but was much harder, and it was clumped together. After struggling to get his hand in, he managed to pull out a large portion of bread material with fruit and candy mixed in. With a puzzled look on his face, he looked at Mother and said, Dear, what is this? She looked back, completely flabbergasted by what happened to the stuffing. Immediately she, immediately she looked at the girls and said, Do you know anything about this, girls? The girls didn't want to admit that they had forgotten to put their fruit and candy purchase inside the turkey so that it wouldn't fall out. The girls looked at each other and eventually admitted to what they had done. Papa laughed intently and said, Well, this clump of stuffing does look rather appetizing. Why don't we let it cool off a bit and see if this is edible? After finishing the rest of the Thanksgiving meal and giving praise to God for the food, Papa decided to cut a piece of this mangled stuffing into a slice and try it. He said, Dear, this tastes incredible. It's just so delightful. The rest of the family tried it as well, and they were equally pleased with the taste. Mum replied, This is certainly the best dessert we have ever had. Let's do it again at Christmas. And this, folks, is the accidental story of the first fruitcake. Thank you for watching or listening to my podcast and the answer to the riddle, What is the most musical part of a turkey? The answer is a drumstick. And the other riddle, why is a turkey like a couch? Because it is full of stuffing. So you can use those, ki those jokes for your kids. And to view or listen to more of my podcast, please like us on, face on our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel using the watermark in the bottom right corner, or follow me on Twitter. You can also listen to these episodes on popular podcasting platforms such as Libsyn, iTunes, and Stitcher. For a full list of podcasting platforms, please see the description or visit our website at multimedia.ca forward slash media channels. And I appreciate your support. And to all my people kind, have a happy Thanksgiving. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.